This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. With this law, the American people won and special interest laws. Heavy criticism from President Biden as he touts the Inflation Reduction Act as inflation soars to a blistering 8.1% for August. Unionized members for the New York Times and NBC Digital are defying orders to return to in-office work. National Grid expects a whopping 30% or more increase in your heating bills. Residents of a Texas border town are arming themselves with weapons as a record number of migrants disrupt, steal, and kill pets. The New York State Thruway going after fair beaters who owe $1.8 million by suspending their registrations. Politicians and conservatives criticized President Joe Biden on Tuesday after he announced that he was celebrating the signing of the Inflation Reduction Act. On the day that new inflation figures for the month of August stood at 8.3 percent year over year. After his tweet, Biden delivered remarks Tuesday afternoon. But I believe Republicans could have and should have joined us on this bill as well. After all, this bill cut costs for families, help reduce inflation at the kitchen table, because that's what they look at. How much of their monthly bills and how much do they have to pay out for their necessities? And it gave them just a little more breathing room, as my dad would say. The price of groceries rose 13.5% in August from last year, the highest increase since 1979. Record gasoline prices pushed inflation to a new 40-year high back in June when inflation hit 9.1% under Biden. A University of Pennsylvania Wharton analysis found that the Inflation Reduction Act would only reduce annual inflation by 0.1 percentage points. Unionized members of the New York Times and NBC News' digital properties are defying company orders to return to in-office work this week. Memos issued to employees for the Times and NBC News say they are to return to the office for at least part of the week beginning this week. 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis during Cats at Night weighed in on the topic. Well, guess what? If the New York Times has courage, He's saying, come to, come to work or else forget come, about it. We need to get to people, work. people need to come back to the office. They got to come back to work. The Times Union on Sunday said it has more than 1,280 signatures from members pledging to stay home and some of which come from a coordinated effort with the Times tech and wire cutter unions. The Times Union is currently negotiating with management to review a five-year contract that expired in March of 2021. A Times spokeswoman said the news organization believes a hybrid work environment best suits the New York Times at this moment. And she also said a collaborative work environment is a driver of success. High gas prices will translate into big increases in your home heating costs this winter, as well as for businesses. 
Consumers can expect some 30% increases or more as the five-month home heating season kicks off in November. National Grid says it expects New York City customers will pay on average 28% more, about $306, and Long Islanders will pay 29% more. National Grid's Melanie Littlejohn spoke to Fox 5. We forecasted that customers in Long Island will pay about $299 more than they did in the previous year. And that means on average your bill could be about $1,300 more over the winter. The price increases are due to the higher wholesale gas prices. Increases blamed on the war between Russia and Ukraine and higher delivery costs. The number of migrants flooding the Del Rio area of Texas has now doubled since last year as record numbers of illegals pour across the border under the Biden administration's open border policy. In Eagle Pass, Texas, residents are buying more weapons to defend themselves as migrants are blamed for killing local pets, stealing from shops and knocking on doors late at night. Residents there spoke to Fox News. Several <laughs> weapons I, I, I need to have here because I don't feel safe. They are like robbing stuff or killing animals to eat, I don't know, or stealing your things. So that's what is concern, concerns me. We used to close our business at nine. We now close at seven. Migrant encounters since October of 2021 have doubled in Del Rio to over 376,000 migrant encounters. Well, drivers who skip out on paying tolls along the New York State Thruway face suspension of their registrations. The agency resumed its registration suspension program on July 25th. And so far, notices have gone out to 100 registrants who owe $1.8 million. These New Yorkers spoke to News 12 Westchester. Well, I think that's the right thing to do. That's, uh, if they're not paying their fair share, they, they should uh, have their license suspended. Yeah, you got to pay up. You know, if I'm paying up for, through uh, the toll, th- uh, that the pass, they should also pay. You may also be at risk of registration suspension if you have at least three outstanding toll violations in a five-year period. The U.S. House Oversight Committee investigating the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol is urging the National Archives to seek from former President Trump a written certification that he has surrendered all presidential records or classified materials. The National Archives confirmed to CBS News Tuesday that it had received the letter from the Oversight Committee. Here's House Committee Chair Representative Benny Thompson. I think now that the Department of Justice is being proactive in issuing subpoenas and other things. It's time for the committee to determine whether or not the information we've gathered uh, can be beneficial to their investigation. The FBI sees thousands of records during a court-approved search on August 8th at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. New York Representative Carolyn Maloney acknowledged that Trump is under no legal obligation to provide any written certification. The hot-button issue of abortion rights wages on after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade earlier this year. Republicans in Congress have now introduced, actually co-sponsored legislation, to ban abortion nationwide after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The GOP bill is called the Protecting Pain-Capable Unborn Children from Late-Term Abortions Act. It is being introduced by Senator Lindsey Graham, the Republican out of South Carolina, and Representative Chris Smith, the Republican from New Jersey. Here's Senator Graham. I think we should have a law at the federal level that would say after 15 weeks, no abortion on demand, 
except in cases of rape, incest, to save the life of the mother. And that should be where America's at. The measure has no chance of passing in a Democratic-controlled U.S. Senate with a Democrat in the White House. It does signal Republicans' stance, however, should they regain control of both the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives. Well, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Alina Kagan on Monday cautioned that courts look political and forfeit legitimacy when they needlessly overturn precedent and decide more than they have to. Kagan said that the public's view of the high court can be damaged, especially when changes in its membership lead to big changes in the law. Justice Kagan spoke about the question of legitimacy earlier in July on C-SPAN. If the court is, is, I'm not talking about any particular decision or even any particular series of decisions, but if over time the court loses all connection with the public and with public sentiment, uh, that's a dangerous thing for a democracy. She stressed that she was not talking about any particular decision or even a string of rulings with which she disagreed. Noted attorney Ken Starr died Tuesday at the age of 76. He investigated the Clinton's Whitewater real estate scandal and defended then-President Trump in his first impeachment trial. Starr died in Houston, Texas, of complications from surgery at Baylor St. Luke's Medical Center, according to a statement released by his family. Attorney Alan Dershowitz spoke about Starr on Cats at Night. He was truly a great man. He was a great judge. Uh, He was conservative, but he was fair and open-minded, had a very good sense of humor. And the best word I can think to describe him is, he was a real mensch, a real mensch. He was a good person. He was very religious, and he and his wife lived a, a wonderfully religious and principled life. Starr's investigation into the Clintons' dealings later expanded to include Paula Jones' allegations of sexual harassment, and that inquiry led to Starr leading the investigation into the president's affair with Monica Lewinsky. The Lewinsky affair, you might remember, ultimately resulted in then-President Clinton being impeached on two charges of lying under oath to a federal grand jury and obstructing justice. Clinton was acquitted by the U.S. Senate in February 1999 and served out the remainder of his term. Star survived by his wife and three children. Twitter's fired former security chief Peter Zatko testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Tuesday. He alleged the social media company is a data-grabbing behemoth that risks exploitation by teenagers, thieves, and spies. He first laid out his allegations in a whistleblower complaint last month. And on Tuesday, he said the company was almost a decade behind cybersecurity standards, Twitter users giving personal information. I determined it was necessary to take on the personal and professional risk to myself and to my family of becoming a whistleblower. Zatko said executives at Twitter do not fully understand Twitter's security issues and don't have the incentives to fix them. Twitter has denied his allegations. Russian President Vladimir Putin is facing calls to resign from his deputies and 18 Russian municipalities over his handling of the war in Ukraine. The deputies of a St. Petersburg municipality want Putin charged with treason for invading Ukraine. The seven outspoken officials are now reportedly facing charges of their own, accusing them of discrediting the Russian military, which is punishable by up to 15 years in prison. Former U.S. Assistant Secretary of the Air Force, Ty McCoy, was on Cats at Night. 
Vladimir Putin uh, could seek to, he's got four four choices in, in, a, in a general sense. He could seek to negotiate, but he's got his hawks and his reputation, his ego to worry about. He could try full mobilization, including all the uh, great Russians around Moscow and St. Petersburg, and really uh, pull a Stalin and really be very merciless in terms of dragging his people into war. 77 WABC News Time 515. Time to head over to none other than Justin Ellick with your look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Some good news and bad news to get to from the Diamond yesterday. Let's start with the good news in the Yankees who made the trip to Beantown to take on the Red Sox in the first of two from Fenway Park. Contest was back and forth between these two all night, but the Bombers had an advantage in the form of one Aaron Judge. Uh, oh, AJ launched home run number 56 on the year in the sixth inning to tie the game to three before coming up again in the eighth inning for an encore, this time sending one onto Lansdowne Street to knock things at four. High fly ball, deep left field, there it goes! See ya! Number 57! Aaron Judge, four away from Roger Maris. The second home run of the night for Judge. His 57th of the year, and we're all tied at four. I call courtesy of the Yes Network and WFAN. With the two homers last night, Judge is now two ahead of Roger Maris's 1961 pace to break the American League single-season home run record of 61 ding-dongs. Glaber Torres would make sure the judging blast would not go to waste as he came through in extras with a bases cleared double in the 10th to propel the Yanks to victory. 7-6 is your final from Fenway as the Yanks will go for the two-game sweep tonight at 7-10 p.m. Eastern time. Nestor Cortez will pull the rubber against Boston's Brian Bello. As for the Mets, well, they continue to go belly up against the league's worst team as they suffered another loss last night at the hands of the lowly Chicago Cubs. Journeyman Adrian, Adrian Sampson did the nearly impossible and outpitched Jacob DeGrom, and the New York Bats fell flat again in support of their ace and wrapped with a 4-1 loss in Queens. With the Braves winning in San Francisco 5-1, the Metropolitan lead in the division shrinks back down to a half game as the Mets will try and salvage the series finale tonight at 7.10 p.m. Eastern time. David Peterson will take the hill going up against Chicago's Drew Smiley. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, Justin, here comes Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Inflation still running hot. Wall Street's biggest plunge in more than two years. Investors bracing for more severe rate hikes. Investors rattled after the worst day in the market in more than two years. Last month's inflation reading came in hotter than expected. That sparked a broad market sell-off that sent the Dow Jones Industrials tumbling more than 1,200 points. All three major indexes suffering the worst losses since June of 2020. Now less than a week away from the Fed's September meetings, investors are locked in on another 75 basis point rate hike. Federal Reserve leaders haven't been shy about their commitment to lowering record inflation that stands at 8.3% as of last month. Starbucks rolling out automated ordering to improve in-store efficiency. Starbucks is trying to reinvent itself based on customer habits and says it will be upgrading its coffee-making equipment as well. Honda releasing 10 all-electric motorcycles within the next three years, all part of Honda's plan to be carbon neutral by 2040. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
All right. Checking futures after yesterday's nearly 1,300-point Dow drop. This morning, the Dow and the green up 152 points at 31,364. S&P's up 23 and a quarter points. The Nasdaq's climbed 75 and three quarter points. Gold down $2.80 an ounce. As for crude oil, it is up 30 cents a barrel at $86.61. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. Well, New York City Mayor Eric Adams was down in D.C. yesterday and the topic guns. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Mayor Adams calling on the media to do more to tell the story of gun violence. Adams giving a lengthy speech to the National Press Club where he heavily criticized the gun industry. Their marketing must be analyzed and their methods must be exposed. Gun companies routinely pursue unethical marketing practices that invite aggressive use of their products. Adams thinks the gun industry has long been conspiring to put guns in the hands of as many people as possible by using aggressive marketing tactics to reach criminals and others who shouldn't have a gun. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. The deaths of three children discovered unconscious along the Brooklyn shoreline Coney Island this week have been ruled homicides by the New York City Medical Examiner's Office. The New York Times reports all three died from drowning, according to Julie Bolser, a spokeswoman for the Office of the Chief Medical Examiner. The children were seven, four, and three months. No charges have been filed against the children's mother, 30-year-old Erin Murdy. The case still under investigation. It is reported that the mother may have been suffering from postpartum depression. Kimberly Seals-Ellers is a maternal infant health strategist, and she spoke to CBS New York. One in seven new mothers will experience some form of postpartum depression or mood disorder. Um, And so we have to really recognize that every mother is at risk. Sources say investigators believe the mother was under immense financial pressures. She had stopped paying rent and was facing legal action from her landlord. According to police sources, the mother remains hospitalized and will undergo a psychiatric evaluation. So far, there are no criminal charges. No train service. West Farm. A robbery suspect was electrocuted on subway tracks while allegedly fleeing police after a rider was held up at gunpoint in the Bronx early yesterday. Three others were taken into police custody, including one person who was tasered by cops. Authorities say the four suspects were wanted for allegedly robbing a 46-year-old strap hanger at gunpoint on a northbound number two train at 174th Street just after 530 in the morning. The four fled onto a number five train, police say. And after a 911 call from a subway rider, officers were waiting for them at the 180th Street station. Police said one suspect tried to flee by jumping to a stop train on the middle track. And at some point, the suspect came into contact with the electrified third rail. He was pronounced dead at the scene. These three other suspects, 16, 17, and 18 years old, were taken into custody with an officer employing a taser to take one into custody. The person who died has not been identified, but he's also believed to be a teen. 
Charges against the other three teens are pending and the investigation is ongoing. One responding officer sustained a knee injury during the course of the apprehension. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. Former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo there. Cuomo has filed an ethics complaint against New York Attorney General Letitia James and two of her assistants. Cuomo accused the AG of violating conduct rules in her investigation of allegations of sexual harassment brought against him by 11 women. The complaint was filed in both Manhattan and Albany, New York. James's office released the following statement on Tuesday afternoon. Attorney General James, June Kim, and Ann Clark hold themselves to the highest ethical standards. Mr. Cuomo resigned after an independent investigation revealed that he preyed on multiple women who worked for him. New Yorkers are ready to move forward and close this sordid chapter in our state's history. A long-awaited ruling from the New York Board of Regents will actually force the state's private schools to comply with minimum academic standards. The already cash-strapped city of New York will have to enforce the state's mandate for all private schools throughout the five boroughs. This comes on the heels of New York City Mayor Eric Adams asking all city agencies, including the Department of Education, to come up with cuts to help close billions of dollars in budget shortfalls. Money is expected to be taken away from public school programs to police the private schools. Naftuli Moster, who went to a yeshiva school himself, spoke in favor of the crackdown while speaking to ABC7. I would say um, 95% of Hasidic boys at the age of 18 still don't know what the Gettysburg Address is. Um, they don't know what a molecule is. They don't know how a virus works. They don't know about the civil war or the civil rights movement or the women's rights movement. And on Tuesday, the Board of Regents approved new oversight rules that would make it easier to crack down on religious and other private schools to make sure they provide the same education as public schools. The city originally thought it would only have to investigate 26 Hasidic yeshivas that were included in a complaint filed by the group Young Advocates for Fair Education, which has been waging a years-long battle to get Hasidic yeshivas to include non-religious studies in their curriculum. Rapper Cardi B paid a visit to her former middle school in the Bronx, donating big bucks. The Bronx native spoke to students at IS-232, the Alexander McComb School in Morris Heights, Tuesday. She gave an inspirational speech. So I'm hoping we can have amazing, amazing, amazing after-school activities, maybe tutoring, or maybe something fun, maybe a music program. Y'all are using Cardi B also took the time to answer questions from students, and uh, IS-232 teaches just over 300 students in the 6th, 7th, and 8th grades. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Well, New York City plays home to the pizza shop, actually voted best in the world. Una Pizza Napolitana was recently named one of the best slices in the country. Now it has won the honor of best pizzeria in the world. The ranking from 50 Top Pizza describes the shop's owner, Tony Mangieri, as a true pioneer of the Neapolitan style. Well, a beloved TV show from the 70s turns 50 today. Jacqueline Carl is more.
The Waltons, one of TV's most popular and enduring programs, turns 50 today. Set in 1932 and running through World War II, the show debuted on CBS on September 14, 1972. Observers say that at a time when the networks generally avoided risky content, The Waltons was notable for tackling difficult topics, religion in particular. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. Good night, John Boy. Oh, if you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.